Thanks for downloading this podcast from RNIB Connect Radio. It's time to look at some international news. Now, for a few years now, we've been talking about the Marrakesh Treaty. In essence, it's designed to promote the global availability and sharing of accessible literature. So perhaps developing countries may have sight loss societies which want more books in Braille or large print. These can be shared globally and it almost takes the copyright out of that equation. Obviously, there's affordability in there, there's time, there's technology as well. So all plays a huge part, because let's face it, many of us take for granted reading the latest J.K. Rowling or Stephen King or reading books for education or for our jobs as well. Well, the Marrakesh Treaty should make that easier for people around the world who are blind or partially sighted. So the latest news uh, this week has come from the European Parliament. Now, Georg von Harich has been speaking in Brussels with one of the lead campaigning MEPs on the treaty itself. My name is Julia Reda. I'm the only representative of the Pirate Party in the European Parliament and I'm from Germany. Why is this important? Why is it you're trying to get this so-called Marrakesh Treaty sorted out? The Marrakesh Treaty is the first international agreement for users' rights in copyright law. It gives blind and partially sighted people access to uh, accessible format copies of books. And this is very important, not just for access to culture, but also for access to education. What do you make of the fact that up till now there have been these restrictions, that there's a a severe lack of, of books in accessible formats because of this copyright issue? It's kind of an ironic situation that on the one hand the market has never sufficiently catered to people with reading disabilities so there is not really a market alternative to the Marrakesh Treaty but at the same time there has been a lot of opposition to this treaty coming into force. So it took a lot of uh, activism and lobbying from a lot of organizations like the World Blind Union to make this happen and uh, now it's finally ready to, to be put into law also in the European Union when a lot of other places around the world have already ratified and put in place the Marrakesh Treaty. And that's why we've heard from ratification from, I think, places like India, all parts of, of the world, but not yet enough, enough member states in the European Union to, to, to figure it for across Europe. But what changes then with this uh, decision by the European Court of, of Justice in that respect? In the European Union, the Marrakesh Treaty has a bit fallen victim to political battles that have nothing to do with copyright law and with the rights of people with disabilities. In Europe, some member states, rather, have argued that this treaty should be ratified by each individual member states rather than the EU as a whole, because uh, my interpretation is that they feared that uh, the Marrakesh Treaty would be seen as a precedent for the EU ratifying treaties by itself that are much more far-reaching, such as TTIP or CETA. Personally, I think these, these fears are completely unfounded and in a way the, the um, people, the beneficiaries of this treaty have been thrown under the bus in a, a different political fight. Nevertheless, the European Commission has put forward a proposal to put the Marrakesh Treaty into law in Europe that is pretty good and that hopefully we can pass through the European Parliament and the Council without any major changes or complications. Given the view now of the Court of Justice, what do you expect to happen that we see that uh, this, this is going to be resolved? I think the problem of the 
question who ratifies the treaty is resolved. Now, I can't imagine any member state keeping up their resistance now that the European Court of Justice has once for all clarified the situation. I fear that some member states will try to make the Marrakesh Treaty less useful by introducing clauses such as uh, a commercial availability clause. This, you can co compare this, for example, with a, a library Uh, for sighted people that can just go into a, a bookstore, buy a book and then lend this out to anybody. And um, of course, the libraries are allowed to have books that are commercially still available on the market. So some member states seem to be of the opinion that uh, for uh, accessible format copy books, the libraries should only have those books that are no longer commercially available or where there has never been an accessible format copy on the market. And that, of course, would drastically reduce the usefulness of the treaty and would also be an unfair treatment of uh, blind and partially sighted people. So what happens next? I think, the, if I understand rightly, the European Parliament is keen that it comes back here to be resolved. Is that what you're hoping? The European Parliament has looked at the proposals from the European Commission for the implementation of the treaty and is ready, uh, or the, the rapporteur who is responsible for this is ready to more or less adopt it the way that the Commission suggests. So no commercial availability clause, also no need for a compensation that would be paid by the libraries or beneficiary organizations to the publishers because they're not losing any money from this. Now the question is whether the Council is going to go along with this uh, implementation of the treaty and then there's also going to have to be the formal ratification of the treaty where we vote on it but this will now be able to be done only by the European level and not by every single national parliament. Georg von Harich speaking with Julia Rida MEP there at Brussels. Now we also have with us from RNIB Dan Pesco. Dan thank you for joining us. You're welcome. Uh, so it, it seems on the surface like there's some good news here. Um, and RNIB itself has been heavily involved in the, the Marrakesh Treaty, hasn't it? Yes, we uh, led the uh, campaign, uh, the World Blind Union campaign that Julia Rader mentioned uh, for the treaty, uh, uh, along with um, Chris Friend, uh, an excellent chap from uh, Sight Savers, uh, and a host of other organisations were, were involved uh, under the auspices of the World Blind Union Um And it took, uh, it took us five years of, of hard work uh, to achieve the treaty. But of course, now we're waiting for the treaty to be ratified by countries all around the world so that it can be used. So what does this mean now, in, in essence, this, this ruling from the European Court that, that the EU should simply ratify it for all the European countries? Is that good for people in the UK with visual impairments? Um, in theory, it's a, it's, a, it's a step forward in the right direction. What it just means is it clears the way for the process now to, to go ahead so that the EU can ratify, and, and, and hopefully that would include the UK. What it means uh, it eventually will be that uh, blind and partially sighted people in the UK will have a chance to read many more books, many more different titles. Um, so, for instance, uh, one internet portal, which is a, a subscription service which provides accessible format books, Uh, called Bookshare, which is based in the USA, um, for copyright reasons at the moment, um, can only allow UK users 300,000 rather than its full 500,000 collection. With this treaty, once both countries have ratified, that extra 200,000 books would be available straight away to blind and partially sighted people in the UK. So it's that, for that kind of reason, ultimately, that this uh, ruling is a step in the right direction. 
It is good good news. Um, do you think this will be a quick process? Because you know things like Brexit come into people's minds when we're talking about the uh, the European Union. Yeah, well, of course, um, the, the the process uh, may be complicated somewhat by Brexit. Uh, as Julia Rader was saying, hopefully now that the uh, ruling has clarified what we what we all thought really, which was that the EU does have a, a legitimate right under law to ratify for all member states. The, that ratification should happen far more quickly than if each member state had to, in turn, ratify um, bit by bit. Um, for the time being, the UK is a member of the EU still, of course, uh, and so if this ratification can happen quickly, hopefully the UK can be included, and, uh, and hopefully it will be a matter now of, of weeks or months rather than further years of delay. That, that would indeed be, be great news, Dan. And, uh, you know, the benefits there to visually impaired people in the UK are, are huge. Have other countries noticed a difference yet? Well, I think it's a little bit early because it's really only um, when uh, 20 countries have ratified the treaty that it actually can be used and then uh, a three-month waiting period um, strictly speaking, before the treaty comes into force and can be used. Um, that happened in the autumn, and now uh, there, there have been the first exchanges of accessible books um, between different countries speaking the same language, such as in Latin America. So it's a little bit early at this stage to say that already a big difference has been noticed. Um, I think what's important also to note is that some of the countries where the largest collections of accessible books are already held, and which could therefore share with other countries um, that need those books even more, are the USA and, and in Europe. And of course, as yet, the USA and the European Union hasn't ratified the treaty. So I think you'll, you'll see the big changes in terms of people actually reading more books, which is what this is about, um, once those parts of the world have ratified, and we hope that happens soon. Finally then, Dan, uh, good news overall then? Well, it's good news overall, but I think we need to bear in mind that this is just a ruling saying what really we knew a year and a half ago, which was that the EU was competent to, to ratify the treaty. What needs to happen now is the EU go get ahead and do so, and for the UK government to do so in, in, in a way which uh, doesn't put barriers um, in, in, in the way of people accessing books under the terms of the treaty. Julia Rader mentioned commercial availability, and without going into detail, uh, the, the UK has been one of the countries pushing to uh, have a clause which would limit the uh, availability of books under the treaty, um, and we urge the UK government to rethink uh, that position. Dan will continue to follow this story. No doubt speak to you again, but following what thank you for joining us on RNIB Connect Radio. Thank you. For more downloads like these, visit rnibconnectradio.org.uk slash podcasts.